Alrighty, thank you for listening to this episode of Two Heels on a Face podcast. I'm sitting in Chris's house again. I was just here yesterday, yeah, and now I'm back, and I'm going to be recording tomorrow. So this is a triple threat weekend here for Two Heels on a Face. We have with us a very special guest. He's a man who brought some goodies with him, and he's also a man that you know if he he says what goes, and we should all listen to him if he lays down the law. And he if you is, don't know how to count to three, he'll show you how. Yeah, yeah, he can count all the way up to five, and then you got to break the hold, right? I can count to ten if there's countouts on the outside. <laughs> yeah, twenty under NWA rules. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's not get too technical here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this is Andy Long, Andy Two Juice Long. He's everyone's favorite referee. If you've been to Chicago Independent shows, you've probably seen his work. He is with us and our guest today. Andy, how's it going? Uh, good. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, yeah, welcome. Yep. This this kind of Christmas edition, Christmassy. Yeah, edition. it is definitely yeah. right before Christmas. So yeah, you delivered. You you're wearing kind of a. Oh, it's a it's a little bit. It's like kind of like Christmas sweater, a little it, bit without the green and the red. But it, oh, it's yeah. got some trees on it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you're looking very festive, and you were saying before we started recording, you were saying, "Oh, this is great that you had me on." You know, I'm not your typical, not your average guest. You said use the word different, and that's exactly what we like to be. At two years on the face is, and this is what we pride ourselves on, and we try to find opportunities to do that. So we figured, you know, everyone's everyone's knocking down or sliding in the. I was gonna say knocking down, knocking on the door, but sliding in the in the famous wrestlers' DMs and begging them to be on their guests on their podcast. And we're like, no, we want Andy, the referee, on our podcast, mostly because we've just been in the same room with you for a couple hours over the past two years like you know twice a month maybe once a month and uh you're just a popular guy on the indie scene what do you have to say for that um well that depends on actually <laughs> what uh what company you see me at um well that was a question i had for you so you're, you're getting a lot of work right now right we see you popping up where are you in prim- many places primarily at uh well i work for obviously freelance wrestling mm-hmm. and we got that on on the tv right now so we're watching Shug d and stevie fierce wrestle at their i am not refereeing right now no he's uh, not right now. <laughs> uh i also work for freelance underground which i also um i don't know if you guys know this but i am co-owner of that oh, oh i did not know that breaking news really breaking news for some reason this, everyone seemed to miss the fact that i'm one of the owners of that. oh cool well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then also, I work for Shimmer. Um, yeah. Yeah. I saw you there. I went to the November eleventh. Yeah. It was the, it was a Saturday of their last double taping. Okay. Yeah. It was a Mia Yim and Aja Kong had a really good match yes, that yes. day. Yes. Um, where else do I work? Uh, Kaiju Attack. Uh, Zello Pro. The list goes on. Uh, I I feel like there's uh, like I can't even. It, golly, golly, mm-hmm. Lucha Libre. Um, you put me on the spot, and then sometimes I'm like, oh, I, can't, I can't think of <laughs> like I mean. Moral of the story is you're po- people people. I, I'm like working you. for a yeah. decent amount of companies with uh, Northern Lights. I'm sometimes down there. Um, okay. I think that covers like you know I feel like a jerk like if I totally missed one <laughs> like like I, I regularly work for it's like oh yeah. You forgot about us, and it's like... Mm. Where's Northern Lights at? Uh, they're down in Godly, Illinois. Godly. Population of like 600. I right, think. right. It's, mm-hmm. it's a different town. Yeah, <laughs> I hear about a new town in Illinois every every so often, so 
There's a lot of there's a lot of rural towns down there. Um, so your skills, your services are in in high demand. And you said you've been on a couple of podcasts before, right? Um, yeah, I did. A, or has, it, has it been a while? It's, or those it's recent? been quite a while. No, okay, cool. I, uh, I did squared spandex. Okay. Um, with uh, Greg uh, Barash. Um, he used to do it at the Squared Circle restaurant. Oh, yeah. Um, and I did that when R. I, I was uh, promoting. I worked for Vanguard uh, Wrestling uh, back then. Okay. And I was helping run that company, and we were kind of on promoting. And then they also had like a, a referee run, too, where uh, PJ Drummond and I like were both on it, talking a lot of referee business okay cool cool it's cool that you have this whole other side of like managerial and operations that i didn't know about i only knew you as, as Andy a, the ref. that's why we have your podcast <laughs> we're getting to know you right yes um, we just knew you at the uh, as this referee that was uh, mostly cheered we cheer you but or, or sometimes you know being told to do your job in the ring at all these promotions we're like hey that guy's that guy's everywhere um if you go to shimmer they don't like me <laughs> no, uh, that Shimmer crowd at that last show, it was a little self-serving. There were little, there were some some patches of people that were a little self-serving or trying to be like they were trying to just say ignoring things to be noticed. Um, but you always got a couple fans right here. So if you ever yeah. need, you know, you ever need a hey man, he's doing his job. Chance, I, I'll, I'll throw them. In there are some people that stick up for me. Actually, everybody after the show sticks up for me and says they weren't the person booing me. <laughs> but when you listen to the resounding boos that are occurring at the shows, like I'm like, someone's booing me here. Yeah. Um, also, Viva La Wrestling. I also work for Viva La Wrestling, and I feel like a jerk that I did not mention that one oh, okay. because that is run by a good friend of mine, uh, Marcus Crane. So. Oh yeah. Oh cool. We know yes. him. Mm-hmm. Um. Great. So, I mean, I'm just curious, and we don't, we are not trying to ask like questions that you maybe have said 500 times, but we want to know like how you got into being a referee. How do you or got become into a ref? Like, yeah. is there like a school for refs? Like, yeah. Like, like how does that process look like? Okay. So, a long, long time ago, not in a galaxy far away, um, <laughs> I I wanted to become involved in wrestling. Um, okay. But I knew that. I probably wasn't going to be a good wrestler, mm-hmm. and I wish more people would kind of think of that before they wrestle, because <laughs> there are some people that are not good wrestlers, right. just good for them for pursuing their dream, but I was like, I don't think I want people to actually pay to see me wrestle, because they, they'll be disappointed. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I wanted to, um, I actually, I started out because I, I, I was helping, uh, I don't know if you know of a company called LWF, Lunatic Wrestling Federation. No, they not, they no. started way back in like the late nineties, um, okay. and they were running out of uh, Lamont mostly. Actually, uh, CM Punk came from there. Oh yeah, okay. Um, then he went to Steel. Do- they were yeah. like an untrained mm-hmm. company. Okay, um, and then he went to Steel Domain, got trained and everything. But these guys basically like they came from the backyard and like just started running inside like shows when wrestling was booming. Yeah, in the late nineties. And that was actually the first live show I ever went to. Um, was back in March of 1998. I went to LWF's Hidden Run. Was the name of the show. Nice. Uh, off of a flyer that a friend of mine got at the mall. Right. Um, and that was the first live wrestling event I ever went to. Um, I didn't go to the WWF first or WCW first. Okay. I went to an indie show first. Okay. And I was like, oh my 
God, this is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and at the time I didn't know a lot about the business. You know, I just, you know, your general like fan. So, um, I, I became friends with a lot of the guys there and eventually I decided they asked me if I wanted to help like with the booking there. I was like okay. 19. I was like, well, sure. So I did that yeah. for like a year there. Had a little bit of a falling out with some people. And then yeah. I was like, well, I want to stay in the business now. Like now that I'm in it, like I really want to be a part of this. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't wrestle. I can't I can't just go to other companies and be like, hey, you need a booker? You know, like that doesn't <laughs> work. So what I did was uh, I, I knew some, uh, I had some friends that uh, were in Piatone uh, and they ran a company called Primetime Wrestling. And uh, Brandon Bishop, uh, who came from Windy City Pro Wrestling, was their head trainer down there. Okay. And they were like, you know, if you want to come down here and train to be a ref, like, you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we can talk to Brandon. I'm sure he would have no problem, you know, training, you know, a ref because, you know, it's, yeah. it's a little different. Um, so I, I went down there and I trained for nearly a year. Um and primetime actually, they only ran one show and then they folded. Um, okay. So I never even refed for them because I didn't ref on their first show because I told them I didn't think I was ready yet. Okay. They wanted me to, and I was like, no, no. Yeah. So I ran like video and sound like in the back uh, with another guy. And then I was like, oh my god, how am I ever gonna get work? Like, I am now a trained ref that has never refed a live show, and my home company is not running anymore. Right. I'm like, I am never ever going to ref like i just wasted you know this time and money uh-huh. <laughs> to not like you know who's gonna use me I, I have no credentials other than i was trained here <laughs> right right um turns out luckily from knowing people and knowing you know people from lwf uh i had run into uh, a wrestler um who i knew at the time uh bailey mannix okay. um he was in lwf for a time and then he went to uh pcw and his tag partner, uh, who was uh, or still is uh, Delicious Danny Scott, okay, was starting a company called MSPW. And I had bumped, he didn't even know I was training to ref. He just, I bumped into him like at the mall and was talking to him and you know, telling him, and he's like, Oh, that's cool, blah blah. And then, like, a few months later, I got a call from him, like, Hey, uh, you know, my tag partner's starting a company and he has no ref. He realized he didn't even he didn't even book a ref for the show. Are you interested? And I was like, uh, he knows I've never ref before, right? Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I've only refed in practice matches. Right. And he's like, no, it's it's cool, it's cool. You know, I vouch for you. And I'm like, okay. And I ref like the whole show by myself, which was this super like intimidating. Yeah. Did you um, go in, in the backstage and come out like for in between every <laughs> match like the refs do? Or, uh, I don't or even you just remember like. <laughs> I, I I just remember like it was I think the show was five matches mm-hmm. and I don't I don't think there was an intermission okay so I just had to like just run th- to right back. through it yeah, yeah and yeah. like I mean that's how you learn I guess <laughs> like like just get thrown out there exactly um, and we didn't even have a locker room we we changed behind a bar like oh, okay. outside <laughs> like it was like it was I think it was in my first uh, that that show was. April of 2003. Okay. And yeah, we changed like behind a bar. (laughs) It's like, it's, could you compare it to going to school? Like, uh, I think of myself as a, as a college graduate 
sure, you can get a degree, right? You can go to school, but you got to have that internship, that real world experience, right? And you just didn't have that at the time. So is that why you kind of maybe were hesitant? Like, I haven't actually refed a match before. I don't know if I can do this, but then you just... Um. I wasn't I mean I wasn't nervous about my yeah. ability like I mean I I mean I definitely was nervous about like my what my product would be yeah but I, I was like I knew the basics I knew what I was supposed to do mm-hmm. but I'd never been like in a live setting and I was like I was the only ref yeah so, it's like, just a matter I mean, of finding the right time like right right opportunity to go for well, it? Yeah, well it was a matter of just someone giving me an opportunity mm-hmm. like I didn't yeah. even know like how to like you know I didn't even know how to really approach anyone or you know everyone had you know all the companies had referees right you know, yeah. why, why are they going to bring in this guy who has never ref before and have him ref? Which now, like, <laughs> there's a severe ref shortage to where, <laughs> like, if you're a referee that's, like, half-trained, like, people sometimes throw you out there anyway. Right. Like, I mean, it was, just, it was a different time, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously. So um, that means we're going to see a 2018 Andy Long referee school in the Chicagoland area? Building the next generation of, of pinstripes? <laughs> I, I have I have tried to help train. Um, I, I assisted a bit, and he always hates when I mention this, but I assisted with PJ Drummond's training. Um, he, he got trained by Eric Priest. Okay. And Eric Priest came up to me and was like, I have no idea how to train a ref. I can train, like, the basic ref stuff. Yeah. And, like, you know, basic wrestler stuff, but I don't understand, like, ref it, refing. Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell you what I do with a ref, but I don't know, you know, what a ref's supposed to do, so... I came up there and I, I helped like I was driving up to I think the school was up in McHenry and I was still living in the you know south suburbs. I was driving yeah. up on Sundays just to like help train up there with him. Right. Um and to show, you know, him kind of the ropes. And now PJ Drummond, much better referee than I am, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um and then I've 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 offered my assistance to other like guys that have come up to me and talked about, you know, refing. Yeah, and uh, it's just one of those things where you know, they never really, you know, went to the school or didn't go for long in the school to where there was any point in me like coming to actually help that part. You know, right? They were so would you say that it's like the the schooling that you went through was was um, valuable enough for you to be like, okay, that's where I got started. But it was mostly on job learning, like experiences through different matches and what to do and all that stuff. Um, no, it's I mean it's definitely it's definitely both because I mean. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot of real basic stuff that I didn't even like think about yeah. in school that like, you know, I still remember to this day um, and things that like I'll watch another referee and it'll bug me sometimes when I see something that they're doing. And I'm like, ah, I was trained to do it this way, which, you know, other refs, you know, might have slightly different things that they do depending on how they were trained, depending upon their style. Yeah. But, you know, like I, the, the training was, was super valuable. You know, I learned, I learned how to bump and things like that. Like, um, I mean, I learned how to run the ropes, but I mean, when have I ever needed to run the ropes <laughs> since then? You know, like, like I don't think I've run the ropes since I, you know, was done yeah. with training. Like, I just didn't. But yeah, and then yeah, and then everything else is just that that valuable ring experience that you get when you're just out there, you know, uh, trying to figure out on the fly, like you know, how to interact, you know, with the situation and how mm-hmm. to where to be, and you know, and it's, it's different because you're not you're not like a wrestler. You're not really. At least you're not supposed to be like overly interacting with fans. Although lately, fans have been a little more <laughs> friendly towards <laughs> you're me. You're a fan shows. magnet. I don't know. Um, what it is, yeah, I don't know. know. And they, yeah. you know, so like I, I do little things here and there to acknowledge yeah. them, but I try not to like you know. Once the match starts, like it's not. It's about the wrestler. It's not about yeah, me. Yeah, no. I, um, I, I get that sense from you. Like sometimes yeah. I don't even realize you're refereeing until like midway through. Yeah. So I think that's a good sign, right? A referee is supposed to not. Good referee, I've heard. You don't like the wrestlers don't even know you're there because you're 
in the right spot and I don't know. Is I don't like that statement. Okay. I've heard that statement um, from guys. And I yeah. guess it's a compliment. But at the same time, the wrestlers should know I'm there and they should be utilizing me and oh, interacting with me. So like, I, guess, okay. yeah, I feel like sense. that's... Some wrestlers say that. I understand what they're getting at. Okay. But I also feel like it's like, well, yeah, but... You if, need to know where I am. Like, you need to know where I am. Okay. And, and like you didn't know it there, meaning I never got in their way. But I don't think a, a referee should just be a guy who's out there just to count and not get in your way. Okay, I feel like that's a very that's a very poor description of of a referee. You're not giving us any credit, basically. Then, yeah, yeah. Um, so you talked about uh, like people's different styles and things that bug people. So I have not, and I've, and this is not just because you're sitting in this room. Like I've talked to, with Chris before. I think you have, uh, in terms of count. I think you have a good count. I like your count. There are some referees whose counts I do not like. I don't even know their names. Um, <laughs> right. I, I know you know, there's about. this one referee <laughs> whose count I just, I cannot stand it. Because uh, you, you give away the three count. Like, the, especially this is It's the thing. jump. It's the jump false two that happens every like that, false that, finish. That, you know, the three's coming down, but he's already twisting his hip, so he's never going to hit that three. Yeah. Like, okay, uh, no, so, and I and I, I've actually I asked this not too long ago. No person, nothing personal to him, or if you know him, or that to me like takes me out of that element that I'm in, that fan element that I'm in, because it's it, it can be predictable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be every time. I feel like it should just be like maybe at the end of a match or. Um, no, and I and I actually asked uh, one of my, uh, I guess, one of the guys in the locker room. I was like, hey. Uh, this is this is a few months ago. I think at a freelance show. I'm just like, can you watch? Like I was I was because I was watching another ref recently, and I noticed like I'm like, he's giving his threes away. Yeah, like I can tell when he's gonna count three. Like I I could tell because yeah, like, then I, he doesn't do that jump stop when he counts three, right? Um, well, like I, I can't remember who it, who it was like yeah. in particular. Like it, it, I don't <laughs> okay. think it wasn't on freelance. It was on a different show. Yeah, but it made me realize. I'm like, wait a second. Am I giving away my threes? Like. I you know I shouldn't you know hopefully I'm I'm counting consistently to where you can't tell when it's going to be a three and when it is going to be a three, um, you know sometimes the fans know just because of what what occurred but right. like, I, and I asked him and he goes no I didn't notice anything I'm like okay and I mean and that's that's something that I I feel like I should have been concerned with years ago but for some reason I just popped in my head I'm like yeah. I hope I'm not giving away my three counts like we're like I'm counting differently because. I have noticed that some refs do count differently when they are counting a three count. Okay. When they know they are counting a three count, that is the end of the match. They count differently. Okay, I've yeah. seen it. That is uh, no. I, th- I honestly, and like I said, I'm not just tooting your horn here, but I feel like your count is the same every time, and that's like a sign of a good count. Because whose whose count I do really like, and let me know if you enjoy this referee. He's pretty famous. He wears a pair of red boots every time that he's in the ring. Red shoes. Red shoes? In New Japan. Um, have you seen his work? Um, no. I, okay. I've watched, like, almost no New Japan. Okay, so no worries. I don't. Yeah, no, no. That's that's great uh, because there's so much wrestling out there that we all watch different things, and then we collaborate and talk about them. So Red Shoes has a very slow count, and it's cons- it's con- but it's consistently slow for everyone. So going back to, like, consistency... And it's awesome because the false finishes are timed so well by the wrestlers because of how methodical and slow his two count is. So, like, New Japan has some really good false finishes because of the way that he counts. No, I, and I, I believe that actually yeah. um, wrestlers, it helps because when you work with wrestlers on a regular basis and they know 
you as a referee and kind of, you know, your just how you do things, you know, you, you start to get a feel for, you know, because I work with so many wrestlers, I kind of know, I know their move sets or I know certain things that they're going to do to where I know how to be in proper positioning for things. But the wrestlers, on, on the other hand, too, also know that, like, they know from working with me for years and years, they know my count. Yeah. Yeah. So they know, like, how to time things according to my count. Right. Did, uh, did, is there anything that helps you? Because I noticed that when you do count to, you say the words. You, or, excuse me, you say the numbers. <laughs> uh, you say one. Yeah. <laughs> you say, you say one, two. Is there anything about, is that just how you, just started doing it. Was that Wait, natural? Do other refs not do that? I mean, I I don't know. I I, 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 I noticed hear, it, to be honest. I noticed it because I hear, and this is I'm not saying this mm-hmm. is a bad thing. I'm just asking, um, like why you started doing it? Because I don't. I guess I don't hear. Maybe I just don't hear it as loud from other referees. But when you say it, I hear the. I hear you saying one, two, three, like pretty clearly. And I was just wondering if that's something that you do to help yourself, or is that just something that I just. I've done that since I was training. I, I just okay. I thought all refs were supposed to count out loud. When they- <laughs> Am I crazy, Chris, no, or no? Uh, so I honestly have never noticed it, but right now that you mentioned it, it, it in my mind it makes sense because I've watched you know on TV like sometimes when the ref slides in, like you hear the thump, and sometimes like they're doing the one, two, and I'm thinking it's a three. Right, but because, you're talking about the thump before they start counting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So sometimes if I'm not like paying attention to TV and I hear the thump and then they're counting and it's a two count, and you know in my mind I'm like, oh, match is over, but it's not because but you I, don't hear them counting the numbers. Right. So but, I think so, you're just louder than us. So that's others. what I think. Like, not, like now that you mentioned it, I'm like, oh, it would make sense that you say that the numbers, so the wrestler in there knows when to kick out or not to kick out, well, and think. so the crowd knows it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, because I mean. Because, I mean, think about it. Every time there's a count, I have to drop to the mat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, the, if, if uh, and say I'm slightly out of position or I'm not able to get, like, right by their shoulders, mm-hmm. they're going to only be able to go off of, off of the, yeah. my counts. So if I drop to the mat and then I just don't count, I've now they're going to be confused. As it, was that drop to the mat the first count? Like, yep. Yeah. I always. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. So. Maybe I just sounded really dumb for saying that, but I, no, I have if never. If you notice this, please. I like, I noticed. For some reason, I noticed yours a lot to me more. Because I will take them aside and be like, "Why aren't you <laughs> counting while you're like you should be verbally counting?" Like, yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah. I just noticed yours a lot more than others. I I, I mean, I, I I do. I'm I'm pretty loud in the ring when right. I do counts. I have uh-huh. a ridiculous ten count that people have sometimes like given me shit for. Um, well, how, how so? so? It's the it's, tank it's, it's very loud, loud and booming. I've actually calmed it down a bit, like over okay. I think, the past okay. year or two, to where I I project and go real deep and I drag it out mm-hmm. to where like some people are like, "Are you speaking some archaic language? <laughs> like they're not even numbers anymore. You've distorted it." Right. Uh, oh, so, did you have a question? Yeah, Coach? good go question. Ahead. So you know, talking about engagement in the ring with the wrestlers and such. Um, you know, we've seen some wrestlers make dives and take some bumps. Like, have you taken any, like any memorable one that you could think of? Yeah. <laughs> you know how to run the ropes. Right. So, well, <laughs> if I did it now, I'd probably look like an idiot. But, um, <laughs> um, I, I have unfortunately too many memorable bumps. Um, okay. I was, I was quite the wild man in my earlier years of just like whatever bump you wanted to give me, I would take. Okay. And so I was taking just ridiculous stuff from so many wrestlers where, like, I was literally bumping, like, show after show after show 
which I mean, it sounds stupid as a ref because it's like, you know, wrestlers are bumping, you know, on every show numerous times. Right. But like as a ref, I was literally taking like ref bumps like. Like, I think there was, like, I think I did, like, six shows back-to-back where I had, like, taken ref bumps on, like, every show, like, different companies. Um, Some of the most memorable ones, um, my first ever ref bump was the second show I ever refereed in May of 2003. Okay. Um, And that was also my first concussion. (laughs) Oh, really? Um, So I... uh, Tell us about that. Yeah, so basically it was uh it was the main event of MSPW show. Uh and it, I think it was for uh their their title at the time and it was uh, Eric Priest and Brandon Blaze were wrestling each other. I don't know if you know you should know Eric Priest. He's been a little bit around again lately after kind of a layoff. It sounds familiar. Brandon Blaze has I think he's worked for Anarchy which I was working for them. I don't know if I'm going to be working for them okay. in the future, but he, he was there a little bit too. Call Andy. Um, he's, he's available at Anarchy. <laughs> well, I'll take bumps. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I'm not available because right. I have bookings. So right. it depends on when they're running. Yeah. Um, so, um, so the the match was it was at the end, and Brandon Blaze was standing directly in front of me, and Eric Priest was going to the top to give him a top rope drop kick. Mm-hmm. And then spot goes, Brandon Blaze moves. Right. Insert Andy Long. A- Andy Long <laughs> takes dropkick. <clears throat> so Eric Priest decides that I'm going to dropkick Andy Long, but I'm going to pretend that he's like at the other ring post. So he overshoots this dropkick. Okay. So we're like, he would have murdered Brandon Blaze if he, if he wouldn't have moved. And he still murdered me. Yeah. Like he yeah. got me in the chest, but he just like threw me back so hard. Okay. Um, I ended up I hit my head off the off the canvas. Like I wasn't even like I there was no protective bumping I could do. I just, I got drove down so hard. Right. And um the funny thing that the thing that he always I just I was it was a very it was a minor concussion. Like I literally was like out for a second, but I, I definitely blacked out for a second. I was like, oh, oh. But the the part that he loves that he still tells the story to this day. I had two boot print bruises on my chest from him hitting me so <laughs> hard. Wow. <laughs> um, oh, man. That, and that was the first bump I ever took. Um, not the worst bump I ever took, though. Um, the worst bump was uh, NWA Midwest. Um, I was working for them, and the match was Ryan Boz versus Skull Crusher. Um, okay. This this one can be viewed on YouTube and is is disgusting. Um, <laughs> the okay. bump. Uh, it was a street fight, and I and, and there. This doesn't even make sense. And, and I shouldn't even been taking a bump technically, but they wanted me to take a bump. Um, uh, Skull Crusher is whipping Ryan Boz with a belt. Okay. And they wanted me to take the belt away from him in a street fight. This is fuckers told me this, and I was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. They're like, so what they wanted me to do was they wanted me to take the and I don't know if you've ever seen Skull Crusher, but he is like looks uh, like no. a football player. Okay, he is just this ginormous beast of a man. He okay. was from up in Milwaukee, and they wanted me to take the belt. Well, they wanted me to grab the belt, tug of war for a second, and he pushes me. Then they wanted me to get up, tug of war again with him. 
he pushes me down again. I'm like, I, why am I even getting up from two yeah. pushes from this, this well, guy? Why are you trying to take the belt in the first place? Yeah, yeah right. the, 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 <laughs> there's so much faulty logic in where this goes. <laughs> and then on the third one, it's supposed to be fight for the belt. He's tired of me trying to interfere. He clotheslines me. I'm like, oh, that's simple. Yeah, whatever. Clothesline, <laughs> sure. Well, not um, for him. <laughs> so it started out. Oh, and look with, who we got in the ring right now. Uh, who is oh. that guy? <laughs> I mean, Gringo Logo's about to get in the ring. Yeah. Um, so we tug of war with the belt for awkwardly long amount of time. I'm waiting for him to push me, and I keep like kind of like bending forward, like waiting for him to uh-huh. push me. And then instead. He skips the first two pushes and goes right to the clothesline. Oh, so you didn't even see it coming. No, I, I literally didn't. And he hit me like right upside the side of my head. And you see me, I mean, like I said, the, the, this clip is all on, on YouTube. You see me fall down. You see my arms stay up for a second. Ooh. And then they just go limp. And like Ryan Boz, and then he continues beating Ryan Boz with the belt. And you see like Ryan Boz roll over my body. And then they literally, like, then people ran out and got me in the back. I was out that entire... I didn't remember anything. Like, Holy shit. I got him back. I didn't know I was a referee when I got him back. I thought I was there watching a show oh. with a friend of mine. Because I had previously seen an MCW show there years before at the same venue uh-huh. in Streamwood. Oh, my And God. I was asking, and they're like, that person's not even here. <laughs> and I then, like, and then slowly things started to come back. I was like, oh, I'm a referee. Did I ref? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you ref four matches. And I'm like, did I mess something up? And like, it just took me forever to like get everything back. But it was, it was really scary. bad. And I ended up, the funny thing was, well, not, not horribly funny, but um, what he did was when he hit me, he hit me so hard, like on the side of my face that um, it swelled up the muscle next to my eye and it was pushing next on my eye. And like, I ended up having to wear an eye patch for like a week. Um, oh my god! Because it was it was slanting my vision so bad. So, but we at first we didn't know if it was corny damage. We didn't know what was going on. Like I waited a couple of days and I went to the hospital and a bunch of stuff. And then I just found out that yeah, it was just I had to wait for the swelling to go down. But holy shit! Well, I'm glad that, you're okay. Yeah, that was. And I've taken some other ridiculous bumps since then. But now I'm very more like particular. And yeah, I like the basic stuff. I don't have to take everyone's finish or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're watching. Uh, what match are we watching? This is a six man scramble. It looks like yeah, six man scramble. When the match starts, I wanna, I would love for even though like people can't see it, <laughs> it'd be cool to see like you know what you're like. Maybe you could point out a couple things you're trying to do that people just don't even notice. I don't. know. I mean, the match hasn't started yet, so we don't have to do it right <laughs> so now. Like I start for another ten minutes. Yeah, I might entrances take a while. That's always. true. And then it's like, oh, we're it's an eight minute. We're adding two more people, and then two more, two more entrances. <laughs> um, right. I actually, I've, I've probably seen. Less than twenty of my matches ever. Really, I've watched back. I, I, I have horror watching my own. Why is refereeing. that? I find everything in the world that I feel like I'm doing wrong, or I'm like, oh, I hate how I did that, or I hate mm. where I stepped there. I don't like my balance in that situation, and it makes me want to quit wrapping up. Really? So oh, I always, turn it off. Turn it no, off. No, no, it's, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. But like, I, I, I am very like, I'm super judgmental of myself. When yeah. I watch myself rap. No, I, I'm that same way, too, so I, I feel you. And, I mean, that can be, as long as it's not too much of that, like, you can, you can be, in doses, self-criticism can be good because it pushes you to be better, right? But, no, I mean, I wouldn't be that hard on yourself. I enjoy you. I enjoy you. I matches. usually just rely on There's a reason on why you're booked everywhere, right? Because there's a shortage of refs, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's like, well, we know. He can well, we there. know, yeah, well, we know Andy's a good one, so, so we'll book him. Um, 
Andy, uh, your nickname. Two juice. You brought Andy. Uh, besides the Modellos that we're drinking, <laughs> yeah, we I'm kind of like three juice right now. <laughs> we are drinking Modelo. Modelo is the uh, unofficial, uh, official, unofficial, official sponsor of the podcast. Unofficial. Um, I would have known. I would have brought some Michelada mix. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So you have a simply orange. You got stopped and got goodies. Simply orange, orange juice, and a V8 juice. I needed. I, can you just start from the beginning of <laughs> uh, the why? Uh, I after a freelance show once, I saw you wearing an OJ Simpson <laughs> Buffalo Bills jersey. Like two. I don't. Can you explain it to me? I'm confused on the two juice nickname. Uh, I'm confused on every nickname that I get because okay. I for some reason whenever a nickname like gets like thrown at me, yeah, it sticks. I've had so many nicknames like over the course of my life, and I don't know why. Like. Other people will get like these nicknames and they'll just dis- dissipate. Where me, it's like it just gets replaced with another one. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> you just keep evolving. Um, yeah. Just, just um, keep evolving. So the two juice thing literally started because uh, after a freelance show, we often go like we'll go grab food and usually after a freelance show, knowing how late they run, right? The only thing open is like diner, breakfast house places. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. We'll go to one of those, um, and. I, I, I love tomato juice and like V8, like just in general, I, I okay. drink way too much of it. Um, and I, for some reason, after a show, I find it really refreshing to drink juice, but not just like an orange juice or tomato juice. I want like a sweet and a savory always. But they're like, you don't mix them? I'm like, no, I don't mix them. But I'm like, I'll drink one and then I'll drink the other. <laughs> and the, That's and, what you're doing right now. Yeah. And, and they, and they find it to be like, like everyone's like, this is, this is wrong. And there's like, like, you know, like I was killing babies or something. Like that's how people were viewing it. Like, and I'm like, what? And I, I know it's kind of weird. I mean, even, you know, ordering the waitress, like I'd like a tomato juice and an orange juice. And they're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. one really orders, you know, a water baby. Is <laughs> no. it usually tomato and orange or do you switch up the flavor? Uh, it's almost always tomato. And then uh, sometimes I'll get like a lemonade instead of an orange juice. Okay. Um, so you have one that's really, and the savoriness is the tomato one, yes, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I and then I don't know how it started, but someone just like they they literally just said they're like two juice, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then it just like, and then literally like it just started like taking off to where people kept saying it, and then you know, and then it was like you know everyone was calling me two juice, and I was like, I mean th- this this literally started over like the past year. Okay, like, it's, okay. it's a very new nickname that it's like. But your Twitter your Twitter profile yeah, is, it's, it's updated, it's so you've embraced it. Spiraled out of control <laughs> like so quickly. Like yeah. it, it is totally the boulder chasing Indiana Jones is what this <laughs> has like turned into. And like, yeah, I don't and now like now now the fans are all into it and you know I got people yelling two juice and I, I look at them and I give them the two fingers. I'm like, yeah, the deuces. It's over. Yeah, I I don't get it. Um and yeah, and that's that's really it. I just I drink two juices after a show. You just have you just want a flavorful palate of juice uh, yeah, to yeah. replenish after you know eight and, matches in a row. And I have an OJ Simpson jersey. So <laughs> that's, I was yes. allowed to only drink one juice that night, and I still counted as two juices. Okay. So. The well, juice the juice was loose that the night. The juice was very right. loose that night. Like New Japan has red shoes. We got two juice. Do they yeah. actually call them red shoes? I don't even know. That's his name. Like I don't even it's know his actual name. name. Yeah, I don't know his name, but don't I just even, know he's, he's referred to probably. as 
red shoes. He wears red shoes. He's re- he's funny. He, he has like a red belt too, but he's actually really hysterical too. Not only is he really good, so he's he's clearly aware of what he's doing and like yeah 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 okay, yeah. Sure. yeah he's yeah, like yeah he, he, he know like everyone refers to him as red shoes. Everyone refers to him okay, as red okay. shoes. I've heard Jr. refer to him as red shoes on like multiple podcasts. He and they're like they're. I don't think they're gym shoes. They're almost kind of like wrestling boots too. Okay, but you but because he wears the pants, you can't see him go. You can only see they just look like shoes. Um, but he's really good. Okay, so the match started. Yeah. You, you, the listener, can't see what's going on here, but we have a uh, six man scramble. Fresh, never frozen. Fresh, never fro- always fresh, never oh, frozen. There you go. <laughs> uh, six man scramble, freelance wrestling. So. Can you do you have any play by play commentary for what you're doing? Right um, now? It looks like you're looking around. Stay out of the way. That, like that. That's the that is like the only commentary I almost <laughs> okay. can give for like a scramble match. Is I like, see you kind of following. Just watch what's going on and okay. try and be aware mostly of what's in the ring. Yeah, but also you kind of need to be aware of what's because I mean constantly there's guys that are going in and out, so you got to make sure like that guy that's waiting to slide in isn't going to like, you know, be like, oh, I can't get over there because you're standing in my way. Right. Like, see there, I go for a count that doesn't even occur. That's right, right. Well, that's kind of, that <laughs> makes it, that makes it realistic. Um, but yeah, you don't want to, do you know, like if there's a, on one of these aprons right now, do you know there's going to be like a, a large spot or a big spot? So you want to kind of stay out No, of I, I really don't know. Okay. I just, I just keep looking around like that's then, why you constantly see like my just my head's on a swivel yeah, <laughs> basically yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, you're kind of like following reactions the, right like I, yeah. i've noticed ref do reactions to moves and and certain high spots is that like, do you know that that's like i am very big on the relaying of reactions um gestures okay mm-hmm. um i feel like it's it's a proper conduit to relay things to the fans um because like you have to think of it this way like and this is what um, wrestlers sometimes they they go too fast, especially like like you know when you got like younger wrestlers or guys on the indies or um, just in, in a match like this, a scramble match where they're just trying to do so much, but they only have like a certain allotted amount of time. So what I feel like is that like you know guys will go too fast sometimes, and you have to realize like everything you're doing is instant to you. You know you already know what you're doing. You know yeah. you know what you're doing. So. Then you have to think, well, then it has to travel. Like, by the time the fan realizes what you just did or reacts to it, like, you're already, like, you might already be, like, two moves ahead of that. Right. To where it's, like, slow down a little bit. So what I view it as is, like, the referee is, like, that middle conduit to the fans where if, you know, there's some big move, I'll react, you know, I'll, you know, turn my head and be like, oh, you know, if a guy takes a big punch or something or Mm -hmm. just whatever, I'll cringe. Because even though the fans aren't really watching me, I'm still in their line of sight. I'm still in their view to where, like, I, I'm hopefully I'm helping them register understand that yeah. reaction that they're supposed to be like having. That makes yeah. sense. Um, so, like, yeah, it's like it's kind of like it's like that middle step where it's them, you know, as wrestlers, and then I'm reacting to it, and then the fans are reacting to it. Yeah. So, right. I'm hoping that like I'm helping relay that reaction a bit. Like they'll kind of mimic if it if your hands go over your head like you're yeah. shocked, then they'll mimic that reaction kind yeah, of right. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, oh, okay, you know, it's like it's more subliminal, I think. But I think it's, mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's important, you know, to show that you're, you know, watching and paying attention to what's going on. So, okay. um, what would you say a referee's, uh true role is is he kind of is he more of a moderator or is he or there's some referees like i know in wwe they have earpieces right you obviously don't yeah, have one in um, here but 
Are they who just recently incorporated the earpieces? Uh, Zello. Oh, so oh do you? Pro is okay. Pieces, yes. Yeah. So t- um, tell us about tell us about what do you think a true a referee's like true true role is or should be. AEW um, just recently incorporated. Oh, did they? Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. We heard that too. Um, I I feel like see people just they're like oh it's the order it's the law well it is but like you're you're the straight man like basically like like if you're looking at like if you're watching a comedic movie there's always going to be someone who's not comedic you know they're they're the the person that like reacts to everything or plays off of like we're we're the grounding basically okay. to this like you know like what's going on in the ring is fantastical and crazy and guys are doing all this stuff and you know you have to suspend you know you know your disbelief and yeah. watch it you know you know knowing you know you know what's going on and how this is this you know live theater of sorts that's yeah. going on well like we're treating it as it's real mm-hmm. you know like like the the fans are are suspending their disbelief and we're helping like you know relay that like it's, yes. it's tough to explain but like i said it's it's like being the straight man in a comedy right where you know all this stuff is kind of ridiculous that's going on when you really look at, you know there's guys running around in tights and spandex you know doing crazy moves and they have all these ridiculous characters mm-hmm. where the referee is a guy with stripes enforcing rules and telling you not to do this and not to do that so and you know obviously a wrestler can take punches and moves a referee if you take one thing you're you're dead forever right or, you know <laughs> so we're we're like this extension you know of the you know we're, we're not quite a fan you know in terms of our ability you know we we have you know we're part of the show but at the same time we're we're being we're still treating everything very much you know as this is what's happening right you know it's it's tough to explain, but we're we're the, for lack of a better term, I guess to use the insider term, we're we're the shoot of the match. Okay, we're the the definite shoot part of the yeah. match. We treat everything like a shoot. If you, because if you weren't, it would take people out of it unintent. It would take people out of that suspension of disbelief. If and people probably don't even notice. Like, it would you would take it would take the fans out of that suspension of disbelief. I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, but if you weren't selling as well, right? So. But you're kind of like the glue well, holding it together. Yeah, Does yeah. That make any kinda, sense? Yeah, yeah. It, no, it, it, it's 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 a real tough thing to explain yeah. because people don't usually, you know, they don't really sit there and analyze referees. Um, right. You know, they just know when they like one or when they don't, or when mess one messes up and when does one doesn't. Um, so it's yeah. I mean, we are kind of like like I said, you're that glue that kind of connects everything, the real world to like this wrestling world. Right. Um, literally the middleman, like you're literally standing between yeah. the fans and the wrestlers right now, figuratively and literally. You're yeah. The middleman. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you ever have to, uh, like direct unintentionally? Like, Hey, Hey, take it home. Like, do you, do you do ta- oh, yeah. take it home calls? Is yeah. that part oh, of yeah. it? I, I will. Um, okay. Uh, obviously like I don't have an earpiece, so I'm usually kind of just judging on my own. Yeah. Or if I feel like the crowd's not digging it. Or they're just at a point where it's like, no, this is where. It... And sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't. Um, it's weird because the people that you need to tell to take it home the most are the, the the green, the young wrestlers. Yeah, and they're the people that listen to the ref the least because they're so concerned with what they're doing in the ring that like 
they, yeah. they, they they're blocking you. stuff they're, out. They're, yeah. they're just they're they're tunnel visioned on their next move, what they got to do, their opponent. But those are the people that usually need to be <laughs> listening to the ref the most. Where the people that listen to the ref the most are often the people that I don't have to like give much right. direction to because they know what they're doing. Um, yeah, you know. So it um, is it is it usually that much freedom where it's. Uh where you kind of have the ability to maybe extend it if you feel like the crowd is really into it? Or is it usually like a set time where it's like, we got to go home now? I mean, can, can you with, kind of within judge? the indie level, it's kind of like, they're, you know, they're not going as strict on times. You're not shooting for TV. You're not worried about commercial breaks. You're not worried yeah. about all that. So guys will go over, go under. Um, Shimmer's a little more strict. Because uh, they're producing a product that's going like direct to DVD. Correct. So they usually kind of want things a little more on target with their times. Um, they do time calls and everything. Uh, I do most of my my timing in my head actually in the ring. Really? Um, it's just once you've been in there long enough, you kind of can just judge how where you are in a match. Like I can, I'm usually probably like when a match is over, you ask me a time, I'm probably less than a minute off of like what oh, wow. it probably was if, if you asked me to guess. I would not be good at that. I mean, if it goes like, <laughs> if it goes like 35 minutes, then yeah, I probably don't. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> oh, okay. But like, if it's in that like somewhere Seven in that 8 minutes. to like 15 minute range, okay. I can probably guess roughly how long that match went. Uh, that, it, when I'm like, when I'm, fo- I mean, obviously I, my, my profession or side profession is different, but when I, I feel like when I'm focused during the zone, it's like I look at the clock and it's just like, where did all that? Like, I'm not, as I'm working, I'm not at all keeping concept of time in my head. So I would not make it be a great referee. Um, <laughs> I, was, it, I mean, yeah, but when I first refed, I didn't, I couldn't it's do something that stuff. You yeah, it's do. something you yeah. learn. Like, after doing so many matches, you know what a five minute match feels like. You know what an eight minute match feels like. You know what a 10 minute match feels like. Yeah. So. Great. Um, I have a question here. Did you have one, Chris? No, go, no? go for it. Go for it. Um, is there a match that you've refed, refereed, excuse me, whatever you want to say, that I guess was just really good or so good in terms of quality that you almost like almost broke character and you're like, damn, this match is really good and almost kind of popped yourself or is there like a really good match in the middle of it? You're like, God damn, this match is really, really good. Uh, like that fan started coming out inside of you. I feel like there's been moments, but I kind of reel myself back in. Uh, There was... Um, recently I was roughing a match at Golly and I just, I zoned out. I don't know what happened, um, which is weird. And I like got worried. I was like, Oh God, am I, am I losing it? Like, mm-hmm. am I, am I losing my ability to the rap? concussions? It was, it was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have, line. I have right. at least, you know, at least two to three that I know of, right. who knows how many more I have. Um, there was a match. Um, it was like, it was like a, I want to say it was like a, it was either three way or four way like tag scramble. And like Pentagon and Phoenix, where I think we're tagging against uh, Gringo Loco and maybe Billy Star, and then there was an, a, there then there was like two other teams in there, and then at one point, because there was so many, like it was a spot, 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 and it was also an elimination match. Yeah, um, I think it was an elimination match. I don't even, I I can't remember, but I just remember that uh, I think Pentagon gave him like kind of like a, a package pile driver, and. There were so many like situations where it was like, I'm going to do this, and then this guy's going to do this. And mm-hmm. I, I was always kind of waiting for that next thing. And literally, like I watch him do it, and he's pinning him. And like I'm just staring at him. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and I, like, I acknowledge it happened. And, like, I, 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 and I looked at Phoenix, because I thought Phoenix. I'm like, oh, Phoenix is going to do something now. 
And I look at Fiance and he's looking at me like, and then Pentagon yelled at me, you know, to count and then swore at me in Spanish. And then I was like, <laughs> oh then, my God. And, and then called like, your mother or some, something like, terrible. What just happened? Like you just, I just got so, I, it wasn't so much that like I became a fan, but I got so involved in all the spot work that I was just waiting for the next, for the next spot one to come in. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh, I, this is my spot. <laughs> you know, oops. Um, I don't think there's been other matches where I, I mean, there's been matches where I'm like, wow, this is amazing. This is good. But like, I'm still in the zone about, you know, refing the match. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I've ever like really just pulled myself out entirely yeah. where I'm just like, just staring. Yeah, just staring. Like, I'm always trying to, like, keep moving. That's a pretty funny story. I would not want <laughs> Pentagon to swear at me in Spanish. <laughs> That's not something I would want to yeah, happen. Yeah, I just, it's like, oh, and I felt like such an idiot. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, So, speaking of being awed by wrestling, what do you, obviously, you're a fan of it, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you wouldn't, wouldn't have wanted to be a referee. What are, you, what are you watching right now in your spare time in terms of... Like, because there is so much in terms of wrestling, or what have you watched recently? You guys are gonna shit on me right now. No, not at, no. <laughs> this is the one. Po- this is the. Po- this is what we're about. No judging here. It, and it, wrestling it, is a buffet, and we all watch different things, right? We're yeah. all. This is a judgment-free zone. I love your analogy mm-hmm. because it, it fits with what I'm about to say. Perfect. I hate buffets, and I don't go to buffets. <laughs> okay. Okay. So not I even really the old. Not even the old country buffet. <laughs> I, I don't even like old country. Uh, and I really don't watch wrestling. Really? Oh really? <laughs> okay. I mean, I am a fan of yeah. like, wrestling. Like, that's how I got into it. But I don't watch much current wrestling. Okay. Um, so the, the buffet thing made sense because like oh, I don't go to buffets. Either. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. Um, so no, yeah, you'd rather? Um, would you rather just like a, a you know a appetizer entree, not a buffet? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. more me. But uh, yeah. I mean, like I did watch the Mayon Classic. Um, okay, cool. I, I, I pretty I adamantly watched that. Um, I went over to my friend's house and watched like uh, I occasionally will watch like I want to say l- over the past couple of years I've been watching like the Big Four pay per views. Yeah. Um, other than that, like it's usually like someone just kind of sends me a match or I watch what's going on at the shows that I'm at. Yeah. I don't really. I don't watch. I don't. I don't go to shows usually if I'm not booked on them. Okay. Um, and I don't really. Yeah. Like I, I really don't just sit and watch wrestling. And I. I should. I feel like I should watch it more because I feel like sometimes I'm a little bit out of touch with things going on, or someone will say something like, and then I'm gonna do this move, and I'm like, tell me what it's called. Yeah. What, <laughs> I, I don't know what this. I'm guy's gonna do move. a Serbian destroyer. And I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what this guy's what is move that? is like. You, can't tell me by that you know tell me by old 90s 80s wrestlers yeah, moves yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. who's the that. first guy to use it not the, yeah not the give me the first guy, guy or <laughs> tell me actually what the move is and then i'll get it but yeah. don't don't throw these you know this at me you know so yeah i i unfortunately don't watch much yeah current no. wrestling it's um, all good so, so out, of the, good. Other, out of the shows that that you are booked in and you watch and you ref and stuff who would you give the Two Jews seal of approval, like this guy is an up and comer, or this guy is one of the hottest things. I thought you were gonna tell me to like put over a certain company over another one. Like, oh, I, no, no. I cannot do that. I mean, no. I guess like, I could put over my company <laughs> over everyone else, but like I really can't. Like, like uh, that's that's not good. Um, no uh, seal of approval, guys. Um, I'm trying to think of like people like that have been on shows. Uh, Isaiah Velasquez is the guy who has been wrestling for a while and i feel like over the past few years has really come into his own yeah more so like i had 
known him for years before, and I've seen such an evolution in his um, in his ability to wrestle and to uh, emote and be more of a character um, that I did not see like uh, years ago. He, was, I mean, I always saw the raw talent, but I see more of it being refined. Good um, word, emote. Mm-hmm. That was a good word. Um, who else? Uh, Craig Mitchell, I feel like, is starting to break out yes. a lot. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. said that. Um, Listen to our old podcast people. I've said that. Kobe <laughs> <laughs> uh, Durst is another one who I feel like... He's in the ring right now? He's... Uh, he... I mean, other places, I think he's a little more recognized. Maybe in like Canada and things like that. But yeah. I feel like it within... Uh, maybe like around here, I feel like he's still a little underrated. Okay. Uh, I feel like people aren't recognizing... Uh, you know how much he can really add um, at times. I think that's a good uh, other, one. Other people, I'm trying to think. I mean, you gave us three good ones there. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're, I mean, there's there's a host of like great talent right now. Yeah. And, like, and you know, and not every company is. I mean, some companies are using some of the same guys, but like, there's just there's so much out there. Like, I mean, every time you you know in the past, like, you know, I just named three guys, and like in two weeks, there's probably gonna be three guys that could be named like you know right after that. Like, right. Oh, these guys, you know, just had great matches this past week. And right. Is that why Craig Mitchell got the strap at at for, in Freelance <laughs> UG? Um. Jeez, <laughs> getting getting deep into the booking <laughs> process now. Um. I mean, y- yes and yes and no. I mean, okay. the guy. I mean, well, first of all, he's a fantastic heel. Yes. Uh, I just yes. I mean just phenomenal heel. Mm-hmm. Um and and his wrestling has has improved greatly, you know. Like he goes out there and he gives you like all he's got every time. And actually the night that he won the belt, he had to wrestle twice uh, on that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a, yeah. the, was the one scramble. Or mm-hmm. a scramble. It was a scramble. The setup, yeah. yeah. And then and he came in and was like dead sick that day. Oh, really? Like Showed up and was like, oh, I've been puking all day, man. And I'm like, gonna be okay tonight because it's kind of important for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll be good. I'll be did, good. Did he good. know he had to wrestle twice and everything? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And I was like, you're gonna be okay. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you, you watch it and you wouldn't think that he was like all day basically, he was just like dying. Ugh. Well, so. Chris so, was there. Yeah, I don't know if he remembers much of it. But, <laughs> um, and yeah. I did want to talk a little bit about um, Underground. So, like, not knowing that you're part owner, like, it's it's a very unique uh, setting where you guys host your, your events. It's at the Bader Brow Brewery? Yes, correct. Um, yeah, uh, weird evolution of that. So, basically, I wasn't even looking to, like, own a company. <laughs> like, there was no intentions mm-hmm. of this at right. all. Um Obviously, underground wrestling existed before freelance underground. That um, U- UGW, right? UGW, yeah. yeah. Yes. Correct. Kind of struggling a bit. Uh, okay. Weren't doing, you know, they they sw- you know they tried to switch venues. They went to Joe's. Joe's wasn't really, they weren't doing well there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, I basically, I, I bumped into a guy um, at a thing called Chowder Fest in Chicago which is on a yacht. <laughs> like, oh, that's sweet. And their their beer uh, sponsor uh, this past year was Beta Brow. And I was there enjoying chowder. I go, like, every year to this. and <laughs> um, Real chowder head, huh? I, I, I'm a soup head. I love soups. Oh, I just, nice. I'm into liquids, is I guess. Is that an exclusive? <laughs> is that an exclusive? To a juice and soup? 
Oh man, soup, soup. Way to get to my heart, man. Bring me a tomato juice, like an OJ or a lemonade, and a nice hot pipe and soup. Oh man, just one soup or two soups? One soup. That's 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 a bit much. Yeah, it's a bit much. But I'll mix like two soups together. Oh, hey, that's a new nickname. Two soup. Two soup. Um. So I, I was there, and uh, I just started chit-chatting with uh, with uh, one of the guys that was, you know, with the beer, uh, Beta Brow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's telling me about the space and everything. Oh, we got all the space. We're doing this. And, you know, I don't even know how wrestling even came up. Like, it just, it was, I, I, just I don't know. I, I mentioned something about it. And he's like, yeah, we're looking to, you know, we want to run more events. We're kind of new still. You know, like, they, they only open, you know, like. I think they've been open for like a year and a half or so, like at that location. They've existed before that, but that was like their first location to open to the public. And I, uh, you know, it turned into like, yeah, we should run like a show there. You know, like he's like, yeah, we should, you know, and I'm like, cool. And then by the end of the conversation, I was like, do you guys want to run regularly? And I was like, I don't even know who you guys are right now. <laughs> like, like I just secured a venue and I didn't even realize I was doing it. And he's like, right. yeah, we need to talk more. So my idea was because I, I hate that there's not enough there's not enough synergy within the uh, Midwest pro wrestling scene. Um, okay, you mean that companies working together? Yes. Yeah, it's very wrestling companies working together, or a wrestling company and a non wrestling company working together. No, a rest, wrestling company okay. not working together. There's they're just everyone's like, oh, I need to be better than this company, or oh, why are they just work together? Um, mm-hmm. And it's something that like uh, Matt Nix has been trying to do a bit with freelance, but he hasn't really gotten a lot of you know nothing. Obviously, nothing's really come about from it. He's tried it. He's had little ideas here and there, but yeah. I mean, obviously, he did the show with CZW, but like within Chicago, again, no one wants to work with anyone else. So okay, I I went up to Fast uh, Fast Wrestling had their title come in right. So like little stuff here. I don't know if that was part of it, but um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, so we, but there needs to be more. Is what you're saying? There needs to be more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he did work together with like resistance and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. doing that. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of been the forerunner of actually like showing that like you can work together and it's not it's not horrible. That's a really good point, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But what I said was, I go listen. I've got this great venue, but I don't want it. Like I don't want to just hand it off to someone. Like so, I said, I'm like, okay, you know, Matt Nix. I want you to be a part of it. And I also want um, James, who runs Underground, to be a part of this. And like, it can be like Beta Brow and freelance wrestling and underground wrestling are just running this show called Beta Brow. That's it. We're going to do this, see how it goes. That was the first one, right? That was the first one back in uh, May. And it, it went well. I mean, for a first time show, it, it, definitely, it definitely went better than most. Okay. Um, the draw was like uh, a little over. We kind of stopped counting at one point, but it was it was over. It was between like eighty and ninety people, I think. Okay, which for a first show is is good. Yeah. Um, and then we had a little bit of a layoff because uh, we were trying to work out details and figure out how we want to approach it. And during that time frame, Matt Nix is like, "Listen, guys, I'm I'm busy. I'm really busy with freelance. Yeah, I I want to be a part of this, but like I really don't feel like I can put like my my all into this as well as freelance." Plus being a wrestler. Plus being a wrestler <laughs> and yeah, everything mm-hmm. else, working at pro wrestling team. Right, right. So he uh he's like, Would you guys be opposed to and I basically like I ended up like practically running the first show. Like I like they were there, but I was the one like 
running around like crazy and getting stressed out, mm. which I was like, what, what am I doing again? <laughs> I, yeah. I, this wasn't even, I was supposed to hand off this venue, right. but I didn't want it to go bad either. So then I, we, you know, we talked about it and he's like, well, how about, you know, you guys kind of become part of the brand where, you know, we'll, you'll be like a subsidiary or we'll, you'll still be a separate company. Um, but you know, you're going to be recognized under the freelance banner where, you know, you, you'd be freelance underground. Okay. Um, and I was like, well, that's not really my decision. I'm not, I don't own anything right now. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm just helping run stuff. And so like, you know, James is like, yeah, that's, that's a cool idea. You know, to word, you know, it's, it's like Nick kind of, or man, Nick's giving us like his, his seal of approval. Um, you know, saying this is, this is worth our name. Um, but letting us, you know, still run with it, like on our own way, you know, yeah. on our own, you know, run our own shows, run our own, you know, angles and storylines and stuff like that, where okay. we're not like, we're not locked to what like freelance is doing. Right. Yep. So, you know, and, and maybe there will be more freelance, whatever. So, yeah. I don't know. You, you know, have your own belts, your different champions. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. right? Where, you know, it's, we're, 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 we're of the freelance nature, but we're a little more, you know, a little more old school, I feel like. Okay. You know, a little bit more underground. <laughs> that's, we're, we that's, have really bad dad puns no that, that's that's, that's, that's a pun you know yeah. I, mean, I might as well call it freelance underground <laughs> oh god <laughs> man um, that was a good follow-up yeah <laughs> so but no so we're yeah we, we we don't do things quite like freelance we're not as i guess you know like freelance is this you know it's this punk rock like uh anything can happen it's crazy where i feel like you you get that vibe from freelance underground, but not the same way. You know, like it's a okay. little more. It's it's more of a controlled chaos. Where like no. I'm not saying that like freelance wrestling is chaos, but like the fans feel like there's more chaos going mm-hmm. on. You know? Yeah, it's like oh wow, this can happen, that can happen. We'll have where with freelance underground, I, I feel like we're trying to like definitely like kind of like show the fans like okay, this is exactly our vision, and you can expect it within this. You know, this to happen, and you know mm-hmm. we, we kind of run. You know, we have ongoing storylines, but we're also trying to do, like, storylines within a show. You know, how we've had the scrambles. They're always kind of, you know, for a title shot, or they're always for something. Okay. Know, where, where things build within a show as much as they build from show to show. Right. To differentiate yourselves. Yeah, right? yeah. Just to try and, you know, like I said, just, uh, just appeal to that. Appeal to the old re- the old school wrestling. The old school wrestling fans. Like, that's... Okay. We, we're not, you know, I want wrestling fans to come, yeah, but the better market to bring people into is you, you want to draw in the people that aren't wrestling fans. Yeah. That's the untapped market. The con convert them. Yeah. Convert mm-hmm. them. And we've so far had a really good run in our, our three shows at that. Like it's been mostly non wrestling fans or people just coming out or people going to the brewery. Right. It, it yeah. helps that the brewery's that, up there yeah. and you're able to like take a glance like, Oh, what's going on down there? And yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they obviously advertise it too. But, I mean, we've had a lot of, like, I our fan base is definitely, like, every show, it's been kind of, it's been changing. Like, every show, you know, we see some people that come back, and then we see, like, a lot of new faces. And I don't see a lot of people that I recognize from a lot of other wrestling companies. There's there's a core group of people that go to, like, all the wrestling shows in the area. But, like, outside of that, I don't, I, I see a lot of new faces. There are people that are just, like, they're just there because it's, like... I'm not trying to market as like I mean it is a wrestling show and that is the solid base of it. But I'm trying to market as like this is a fun time. Just go out, drink beer, and have fun. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know it's like doing anything else on a Friday night or whatever. You yeah, know? it's it's not. Oh, this is for wrestling fans only. This mm-hmm. is for wrestling fans, and it's not for wrestling fans too. Do we and have? That's any... what we're trying to market to. And I feel like freelance. That's what that's how freelance started too. Yeah, 
that, that was a lot of people that weren't wrestling fans that suddenly just got drawn into it and now are like I see people at freelance shows that are like every freelance show I don't see them at any other show they are just freelance fans mm-hmm. that's yeah. true there's a there's a loud group on the stage that that we've talked about right that does uh, they'll do like the the 4.0 chance for GPA and stuff. Like right. I don't see those guys anywhere else. Only at free lunch. <laughs> but the, 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 I remember. I think that was during maybe the the Stevie match. Yeah, I think it was. They just came up with chant after chant of like, I was like, you guys are coming up with the best material for GPA. Yeah, like, you could tell they were yeah. new fans because they weren't just going with all the chants that we usually do. Uh-huh. They were uh, they were they were fresh a fresh mind that has never seen a wrestling show coming up with stuff. Never frozen. Yeah, uh, yes. nice. <laughs> always fresh, never frozen. Sorry, I keep. Did you have something to say, Chris? I yeah, no, I was go. gonna ask. Uh, do we have any any dates for upcoming shows? Um, yeah, for, for underground. Oh, for underground. Yes, um, we have worked out all of next year already. Um, our first date. We are definitely. This is this is kind of an exclusive. Um, I don't think we we have not Man, announced it online. Oh, dropping exclusives like like <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> Um, we're still, we're still getting the, uh, the flyer should be finished hopefully around Christmas time. Okay. Um, so we haven't announced anything like publicly. Um, I think we may have told like some people just in casual talk, but, uh, this would probably be the first public forum that's being announced on. Um, our first show of the year is going to be Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, we are running a matinee show that will be, uh, 2 PM bell time and it will be, you know, we're shooting to be over by like four thirty-five, and then after that, they're gonna clear clear out the ring, rearrange the chairs, and they're gonna project the Super Bowl onto like a big screen there. Nice. nice. So, I, I when you first said Super Bowl Sunday, I thought, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> Everybody watches the Super Bowl, <laughs> but that makes complete sense. So, Why yeah. not watch the biggest NFL, NFL biggest football game of the year? Plus, get your wrestling fix in. Plus. It's an at a brewery. Event at a brewery. Yes. It's great. That it's, makes sense. I, I, I'm hoping, I mean, this is like I said, we're rolling the dice on this one. We don't know. I mean, I'm hoping it does well because yeah. you know, obviously I want it to do well. We, <laughs> hey, we, we're, we, we we're, think it can. You're striving to be different, right? Yeah. No, that's 100. I mean, obviously, we that's all we've been doing. We, we ran a Black Wednesday show. Yeah. Yeah. You that's know, true. We, we, we ran Halloween weekend when no one really touched Halloween weekend. And that was like a fan our show. We, I mean, we doubled our draw almost from the first show mm-hmm. to that show. And I was like, Oh my God, like how did this work? Mm-hmm. So we are definitely trying to do things a little bit differently, trying to take chances where, you know, other people might be like, let's play it safe. Let's play it safe. Um, I'm hoping this, you know, the Super Bowl thing works. Cause if it does, yeah, we'll probably do it every year. Then that'll be like a thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're going to be doing, it's still going to be like, you know, 20 for general admission, but then, and then we're going to have the $40 drink package, Okay. three hours, uh, all you can drink. And then you can also do $40 for, uh, we're going to have a, a buffet. Oh, the <laughs> love for buffets coming back. <laughs> you, this, I'm sure this wasn't your idea because you're no, not no, a buffet well, guy. But it's, it's not a real buffet and it's not like going to o- OCB or, you know, uh, 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 Old country or yeah okay so it's around. more like a like a snack buffet yeah basically what it's gonna be is uh, it's forty dollars or you can do the drink package and the uh, food package for sixty so okay it's like sixty you get in you get drinks for three hours and you get the the buffet 
It's gonna. Do you be, get two juices with that drink package? You get more than two juices. <laughs> you get more than two juices. <laughs> Twenty juices. Um, I mean, I'll be there, so you technically do get two okay. juices oh, with right, all yeah. of it, with anything. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, but the uh, the buffet is gonna be like you know chicken wings, uh, like pretzel bites, flatbreads. They're gonna have a nacho bar. They said. Um, couple then, of soups to choose from. No, no, no soup. Um, I don't know if soup and wrestling. Always go together as much. When you got to move really quick, <laughs> soup's not what you want to have in your in your hand. <laughs> um, and then uh, they're also going to be giving everyone like one ticket that gets the uh, buffet package, and they're going to have you have the option of getting like one grilled item. They're going to be grilling like uh, burgers and like bratwurst. Too. Okay. Um, Damn. Yeah, so you, you don't have Pulling to leave the place. Like, Pulling out all the stops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and is it going to be called Super Brawl? Super Bader Brawl. Super yeah, Bader Brawl. Of course. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Super Bader Brawl 4. Nice. Um, oh, great minds take alike. Uh, and then, I'm trying to think what else. And then uh, it's going to be an all-ages, this one will be an all-ages show as well. All right. All our other shows have been 18 and over. So um, nobody's dropping F-bombs on the mic. To, well, It'll be a little toned down. <laughs> okay. Or um, you will do your best. PG-13. PG-13. Um, the parties have been informed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Necessary cool. parties. Uh, but, yeah, this one will be our, our, probably our only all-ages show, for, you know, for the year. So, um, and then, like, we're going to be doing, like, a thing where if you if an adult purchases a buffet package, they can if they want to drop an extra $5, then they can also get either a hot dog or a grilled cheese for, like, a kid, too. Okay. Um, Smart. And you're thinking of dads who have kids, right? That's you thought of, you thought and, of everything. And, and moms, moms have kids and too. Moms. <laughs> and moms like wrestling. Um, right. What? There, there's a good amount of female fans at our shows. Right. No, that's um, true. And and the brewery is also going to have a bouncy house there. Look at that. Oh okay. It's it's going to our first crazy. wrestling show. <laughs> this is nuts. It's you know it's for the kids and then you oh, know yeah, and then the and then once it's done yeah, you were you thinking know, once the kids here? are kind of all filtered out then. <laughs> Charlie was ready. Can go in there. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would go in that. That's that my wrestling ring. <laughs> so yeah, I um, can run the ropes in that bad boy. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's what it's uh, gonna be. Damn. Um, here, I'll, I'll drop another exclusive. Oh my uh, gosh. One I don't of, know if I can handle it. One, two one twos, of, two exclusives. <laughs> <laughs> Good things come in twos. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. Um, the other exclusive is a. Uh, Thunder Rosa will be returning on the show as well. Oh, nice. I've, I've never gotten to see her live. Yeah. I've heard Are you serious? Stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, yeah, I guess she hasn't been up here a lot. She's only pretty much worked for like... It's a few shows here in between. Shimmer Rise. Yeah. yeah. I swear for Shimmer Rise. Rises. Ah, see. Mm-hmm. Oh. Horrible, horrible. We got it in. We got it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's where I've heard her... Shimmer and Rise is where I've heard her do. Well, really actually, she, she has heard not worked her. actually for Shimmer. She only worked for Rise so far. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I get them mixed Rise, up occasionally, but yeah. Underground and now Freelance Underground are the only, I think, three places she's worked... I think Golly, so. she worked for Golly, I think, when she was up here for that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, but she will be making her return um, since she hasn't been here since our first show in May, uh, and we have a lot of more things in store for that show too, and for the whole year. Um, next year, if things pan out the way I uh, would want them to, along with James, uh, we could really have a big breakout year. Um, yeah, I just I. Fortunately, that's stuff that I, I can't talk about really. You know, no, no, yeah. you have but dropped. definitely look, look. We're looking to expand a lot more and do a lot more with next year and yeah, the concept. Now that we 
we know it's kind of working, you know, we, we kind of have a path now to where, you know, we're going to have, we already have, you know, a full schedule of shows planned, you know, to where we can plan according to this. Yeah. Yes. Um, before we were just kind of like going trying to see when the next you know, one like, would okay, be. Okay. Well, okay. Let's, let's try this right. now. Let's try this. And then you start in 2018. You got a whole year to book potentially like you could do long-term storytelling now, which we love. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's really exciting stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's hopefully it'll be a very, a very big year for us. Um, cool. Um, I have a question for you guys. Oh yeah. That's, that's the thing we should do more often is a lot. We usually allow people to ask us questions, but yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> we usually do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get any of this approved ahead of time. So <laughs> no, no. It's fine. Cool. Um, the name of the podcast. I, I, I I'm seeing a numbers discrepancy here. <laughs> Man, this is a tough one. A, has this ever been talked about or explained? It it, it, it's uh, been coming up so a lot recently. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not. It's it's a it's a subject I think about all the time, and I haven't. I actually haven't talked to you much about this, Chris. Either this might be, but I, I'd, I'll, t- I'll. Do you want to tell the story? I'll tell the story. Go go for it, and then I'll give my side of, of how I feel about the two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so side. Wow. We j- so I know I understand it doesn't. Uh, numbers wise makes sense right and here's the here's the thing so when i was talking about that former podcast that i used to do where we tried to just be like everybody else and it's like oh we're gonna cover news we're gonna cover you know there, how many wrestling podcasts are, are there right now seven million right so like we just tried to be one we tried to be seven million in one when we would do it was called and i love these both of these two guys and both of them are great at um like what they do and they're actually really fun wrestling fans to talk wrestling with but we were just trying to be something we, that we weren't. The first podcast that I was a part of was called Layeth, Layeth the Mat Down. And because, um, because the guy's name was Matt Reed. Oh. Or Matt. So it, was like, it actually started as his. And then he had me on as like a, a couple guests. And he's like, dude, you're like, you have sort of a knack for this. And I'm not tooting my own horn, but like, well, you can talk wrestling with me. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to commit. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, all right, fine. I'll be like the, the co-host on Layeth the Mat Down. And then it started just like snowballing. Like we th- we only did like eight episodes. It was snowballing in our heads. Like we were doing a lot of them. And then we added a third guy, and his name was uh, Jim. Who is he? If some of the early episodes, if you go down to like the archives, like episode one to one through nine, like they're, they're it's, it's like episode one is Jim, Matt, and me. Chris is even on it. Right. Yes. So so it was it was laid the mat down, and then we had like a little bit of falling out because we were like what are we doing matt reed wanted to talk about uh which is fine he wanted to talk about like stuff that was happening on total divas and i had like shot it down and it was wrong of me and it was just because i thought we was like we were, we got to be like everybody else right we got to cover news and all this other whatever and then we come to a realization we should just be we should just be ourselves we should just talk about what we want to talk about and just be different and just be like a different podcast and so we're, we're like, all right, let's just start over. Let's just start. We were eight episodes in. Let's start over. And we were sitting in Bourbon Street, 115 Bourbon Street, before an AEW show. We went there early to eat dinner. We're like, what do we want to call this? And there was three of us there. And that's when we start. That's when the two heels in a face came from, because we all like different things. Matt and Jim can be a little snarkier at times. Not they're not they're very good people, but like the kind of the way they criticize and like they like different things about wrestling. And I was the face. Because I was kind of like the middleman moderator. And even if you go... Actually, the first episode we really did, I'm really proud of that first episode. If you go back and listen to it, 
Um, I'm kind of letting them talk a lot, and I'm kind of like moderating in the middle, and we talk, and it was a good episode. So those were the two heels and the one face. Then, due to other reasons uh, that happened, Matt and Jim had fallen off, and I picked up Chris, who's just a workhorse, and now we've gotten we've gotten some momentum, right? At least locally. So, um, how far into the game did you come in? Uh, I want to say I came in uh, when we started picking up momentum. You know, like I like, read it like all episode no, no. one to <laughs> no, episode. Uh, you're probably episode. Like, I see, I saw that, 10, that that right? casual toot of the horn. <laughs> no, <Very> nice. uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I think it was. Uh, because I was a guest of Lay at the Mat Down. I was a oh, guest yeah, of that. Oh, yeah, he was a guest of Lay at the Mat Down. Correct. Um, and he wore that, you know the mask that's on our logo, the green mask? Which you, it, he has right there. It's a custom-made mask. He wore that. <laughs> it was the, the podcast was on Google Hangout, and Chris wore that the entire podcast. So shout out to him for doing <laughs> that. He just wore his mask the whole time. And, uh, yeah, so I was a guest in that, and then they did the whole rebrand with two heels and a face. And and I joined them for another another guest uh, opportunity there, and as you know, Matt would not you know he he started you know doing other things. Um, I so slowly started just being a regular. I think at some point, yeah, like Jim, yeah, Matt falling off, and Jim was like, "Why don't we keep bringing Chris on?" And then Jim fell off, and, and then, then it was yeah, just and then Chris we talked I. about it, and it was like, mm-hmm. "Let's just run with it." Like, and I know it's two heels and a face, yeah. and there's only two of us. There's not that one third person. So in my mind, it's like, we're not a guest-driven podcast, but we started, like, we just noticed we just started having on guests, and the guests were not necessarily wrestlers, but just other fans that we would meet at shows. Mm-hmm. So it's like... We had a lot of good... I feel like we we have a lot of good banter with those people and, like, conversations. It's not like... I don't know. When, when you hear podcasts... When you hear people on podcasts kind of talk to really famous wrestlers, they seem kind of, like, awestruck, and it seems like it's a little awkward conversation, and I feel like we avoid a lot of that. By just having people on we know who, at the end of the day, Chris has said this before, you just want to talk wrestling. And, like, why not talk wrestling with the people who are at these shows with you? So that's why we've had it. We've kind of ha- uh, intentionally tried to have just normal people, average people, on the fans on the podcast. Um, so... <clears throat> That's yeah. That's yeah. a very long answer, I guess, to, to your question. But that's that's how it came to be, and and know. and rebranding's a bitch. <laughs> and then Chris made. But Is it though? Because freelance underground seems to be doing well. Yeah, it's, it's possible. <laughs> no, it's, no. You if, buy when you buy a domain catchy. name, though. It's catchy. It is. It's catchy. Like no, no other podcast start really. Um, maybe I don't know. We like use the number two. I don't really see a lot that start with the number two. Um, I feel like two heels of face flows really well when you say it. It can. But, like, I've had thoughts about exactly what you're saying about, like, maybe changing the name of it because it's just us two. And, like, I feel like this mm-hmm. is what we're going to do now for a while. Uh, Chris made some really cool. Chris did make some really co- the really cool logo where it's literally two heels and his face. And that's what, <laughs> like, a person does have two heels and a face. So we could just say the podcast is named after Chris. <laughs> who has two, right. heels and a fa- two physical heels and a face, right? So I've thought about, like, the re- let me hear this is an exclusive another exclusive what do you think about this name this is not saying we're gonna change names this is just what do you think the wrestling positive cast you've First, tried to coin positive cast I've tried. for a while but <laughs> the patent <laughs> is in that process no it's not but it's, it's too wordy too wordy yeah, okay too much okay mm-hmm. that's a good that's good i like that feedback i like that feedback um, chris uh, I mean, if I say something against it, it's not very positive, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't know. It just, uh, yeah, it doesn't flow properly. Like, I don't know. I just yeah. feel like, 
Okay. At, at this point, I'm. I, I've, I guess I, since I jumped in late too, is like, and I knew what this was gonna be. Like, I'm not opposed to two heels in the face. Is like, yeah. It's, if if you want to look at it as a three person pod, the third person is whoever we have on as as a guest. Yeah. I I. <clears throat> there's like a part of me that because there are so many. There's so many podcasts too that will use heels and faces in it in so many different ways. Well, that's how we ended up in like groups of like the heel eat. Oh yeah, stuff. we get tagged in a bunch of. There's like the yeah, we get tagged in a bunch of Twitter. Like posts anybody that's like, talking about heels and faces, we end up getting tagged. in We there. end up getting tagged in it. Yeah. Um. There's yeah, that's so that's why we're like, our name is a little different, but I kind of wish it didn't have that because it just sounds so it sounds so like smarky sometimes, and we're not smarks. Then there's the brand out there, heels and faces. Right, and there, and yeah, and like because there's confusion. I mean, there are obviously oh, mm-hmm. they've been uh, doing stuff a lot more. Right, they've been doing stuff longer than we have. But I've thought about it. it's a really good question. There's no really good story to it. I think we should just say like it's named after Chris and just let Chris have all the credit because he <laughs> deserves it. I think that's uh, what we should say from now on. I mean, I, I can I can throw out a suggestion. Okay, all right. Two juices and a face. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, for the for the post art for this show, can we just swap your face out with Andy Long's face? And, and then all the heels, put two juices on the side. There you go. Perfect. We got it. That's for that's gonna be that's gonna be. The I mean, I'm not trying to like hijack the show here. <laughs> You're close enough, Andy. You could just come by and be. The third yeah, you do the poster here. So. The, the, the referee yeah. analysis of everything. Uh, but yeah, that's. That's it. That's how we became. But um, yeah, when you know the the domain, we don't want to buy another domain, do we? We already got the domain. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, for a while I get a tangent of buying domains. So yeah, some people go on tangents of that, which is fine. They're they're fairly cheap. I'm just you know making right. excuses. Uh, but let me slip another exclusive. Oh please. Okay. Um. So there may or may not be Andy Long merchandise being sold. Yes. Nice. I've struggled with this hard over the long career that I've had so far. <laughs> why 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 so? Referees aren't supposed to sell okay. merch. There's but the, yeah. Yeah, it's you know, then you're putting yourself over. Right. Uh, right, right, right. You think you're as good as the wrestlers, blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've seen more and more referees doing it now. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, not so much out here, but I know other refs in other areas mm-hmm. that have, like, shirts or have this. Yeah. And Bryce Remsburg is actually a pretty known ref in okay. the indies, and he's been selling stuff for, like, ever. Um, and he always got kind of a free pass. Like, no one ever gave him shit about it. And I was like, and, like, you know, it's like, it'd be nice to make extra money, you know, like all right. the wrestlers do. And people keep saying, they're like, if you had a shirt, I'd buy it. If you had a shirt, and I'm like. What mm, about what so about I, I've been kicking around some ideas. Um. What about <laughs> so. uh what about like a pro wrestling t- like you could do it in a subtle way, you know, like maybe start off with the pro wrestling tea store and then refer people to that instead of like bringing merch to there, but I don't know. That's that's a subtler way than I'm I'm not subtle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Just an idea. Um Oh God, I mean, I'd put it up there, sure, but yeah. I would also be like, I'm, I'm marketing the hell out of this. Yeah. <laughs> are there any, uh, are there any uh, WWE refs that you liked or, or have learned from, or yes. like a Hebner, yes. Kyoto, Little H, Kyoto, Kyoto, Kyoto? I think is probably the, the best ref that's made it like, to the top. Uh, other some, some people may disagree with me or agree, mm-hmm. but I, 
Kyoto is definitely one guy who I watched a lot. I mean, I just watched refs in general when I was like first starting. I was just watching their manners and what they do. But Kyoto was definitely like the one that like I really like. I was like, wow, I really like what he's doing. And and what 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 did you pick up? Because going back to like nuances, going, okay, like little yeah. things, like positioning, like how he would like you know admonish someone or just just like just like I said, like it's almost those things where like they just kind of I feel like I took what I was paying attention to and I just kind of I started just like integrate it into what I was yeah. doing you know things that I liked or things that I was like oh I really like what he's doing but he definitely was one of the ones I liked a lot I mean obviously Charles Robinson when he you know he was in Little Nate's thing for a while <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah when he's just refing, he is he is a really good ref too and then yeah. obviously I also uh huge props to some of the guys that I know now that are refs there like uh Jason Ayers um, okay. He used to ref out here, like uh, let me, in, let in me the Midwest. Look, keep talking. Let me look him up. Let, let me look him look him up for a second. Yeah, he used know. to be a Jason Harding. Um, oh, I don't have I don't have Chris's Wi Fi is not oh, cooperating no. with me. Right Sorry, now. guys. No, it's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, Jason Ayers okay. uh, used to be Jason Harding on the uh, Indies. He was he used to ref uh, at uh, Revolution Pro Wrestling, yeah. which was. Then became Dreamwave, and now is obviously AEW. Okay. Um, and he wrestled. He he refed uh, in a lot of places, like uh, in Indiana and stuff. That's where he's from, is Indiana. Okay. Um, and then uh, Drake Younger was a guy who used to yeah. Wrestle. That's that's a guy in NXT right now, right? Drake. No, yeah, that's yeah. Drake, or he's, same Drake. And yeah, he mm-hmm. came on board, and they right. didn't use him to wrestle, but they're like, hey, you can ref. Um, I also really, really was a fan of uh. The I don't know her name, but the uh, the female ref that uh, was doing the, 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 the May Young. Yeah, I don't know her name either. She is she is really good. Is she? Okay. Yes. Um, I I was very impressed with uh with her. Um, cool. Obviously, I don't watch much wrestling now, so I couldn't tell you like relevancy, like who yeah who I'm you know paying attention to. But I mean, it's but yeah, it's it's important definitely to watch. Yeah. Like I said, I, I learn more from watching refs than watching myself. You know? Okay. Like people are always like, oh, you gotta watch your own matches. You gotta watch this, and I'm like, if I do something wrong or if I there's something that I do poorly, I would hope that someone would alert me to it, yeah, and tell me, and then I will correct it. But for me to watch my own work, it's just it's like I said, it's terrifying yeah. to me. Well, I'll try to find a red shoes clip. I don't know if there's like ref highlights. Maybe it's just like red shoes funny <laughs> stuff. But I feel like you need to be introduced to red shoes. And I think I, I red like shoes them. has merch. He does. does he? I feel like he does. Yeah, see, so, it's, it's, like it's it's becoming more accepted now to where, and I like I said at this point I've been in the business for nearly fifteen years. You know, in uh, April I'll be fifteen years in. Like, I don't care if someone yells at me about it. I'm like, yeah. you're you're a mark for yourself. <laughs> so be it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making money now, right. at least, or trying to make money. Right, so, right, right. Um, hey, if anything, go get your merch at Freelance uh, Underground. Yeah. Right. So I mean I have, I have merch sold there. You mean yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah I, I can I'm pretty sure I can sell it there. No one's gonna tell me <laughs> otherwise. I'm co-owner, shut up. But uh, uh, yeah no I definitely but I I have some I'm a relatively creative person with things. Okay. Um I would hope I am if I'm helping run a company. Um, right. But uh I I think I have some at least one or two shirt ideas. You know I might I have some basic ones, but I have some. More creative ones that I hope might be, you know, kind of cool too. Nice. 
would be interesting. So we'll see. But I, I, I'm kicking around the idea finally because people have been yelling at me to start selling stuff. They're like, you're certain companies you're really over, and then other companies they hate you. But it seems like you're getting a reaction everywhere. So just sell stuff. I would agree with that. Yeah. W- w- there was a question that we usually ask all of our guests. Okay. This is gonna be the final one. I swear. <laughs> I didn't ask it at the at the beginning. But we usually we just we just got to keep the tradition going, and it's very it's very broad, it's very general, okay. and we want to know what is what you love about wrestling and what initially got you into actual just wrestling, being a fan in the first place, because everyone has usually pretty good answers for this question. Okay, um, this is uh, I feel like this is gonna be I feel like all my answers are always too long. Um, <laughs> well, that is your last name. So. <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go. Uh, Pun, pun recognized. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so like most uh, children of uh, of my era, since I grew up, you know, I was I was born in the early '80s, so wrestling was like nuts then. You know, that was that was the you know the Vince McMahon takeover of right. you know putting it out there, and. I was like every other kid. I just, you know, I watched it, you know, Sunday morning, sometimes Saturday nights. Um, you know, I remember uh, watching like, you know, American Gladiators, you know, being butted up against it, like on the on the block or whatever okay. and stuff like that, you know. And, and, and yeah, and you didn't get like you didn't get the wrestling that you got now either. You know, you got a lot of jobber match stuff, you know, squash matches. You didn't yeah, yeah. you didn't get like all the superstars always like being, you know, there. It was a lot of, you know, one sided stuff and a lot of promos, basically. Yeah. Um and I remember being like absolutely like just fascinated by Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon was like that was my like childhood favorite. Nice, wrestler. that's a great pick. Um, yeah. uh, this like he was just so different than anyone else. Yeah, um, in terms of like how his promos were, and then you know, then when I got older and realized, you know, when I started understanding wrestling, you know, not just on you know watching it, you know, you know in the morning eating cereal, like I was like, wow, Razor Ramon was like a phenomenal worker too and yeah. like and like he was i feel like he was one of the guys was like he was ahead of his time like the stuff he was doing of like michael's the ladder match and stuff he was working like that like that what it i guess then would have been considered almost that indie style yeah like he was doing stuff that guys weren't trying to touch you know and he's he was doing that then and then you know and then it evolved but um but then i fell out of it um a lot of a lot of people you know like parents whatever that shit's fake blah 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 mm-hmm. you know yeah. and i just kind of stopped watching it because you know it's everyone it was like it was like oh i don't want to i don't want to watch it yeah now. no we yeah. all been through that there's that yeah the yeah like it's yeah you, you're, you you get you get wrestling shamed i guess like, yeah no yeah, I like, where you, you don't want to you know unless you find that group of kids that like you know you forever you know watch it together but right. i was just like the kid watching it you know at home and then you know, I didn't watch it forever. And then it was funny because in high school, all of my friends were like into wrestling. And I was I was a dick about it. Like I was like, wrestling's fake. This sucks. Like what and you know, and they were throwing the arguments that like now people throw out, you know, like, well, you watch movies, like movies are fake. And I'm yeah. like, Yeah, but this is all and I just remember like 
totally like crapping on wrestling to my friends. Like, oh man, that like, was your chance to get back into it. With the, and then I on. and then here's what occurred yeah. was then uh, WCW NWO World Tour came out for oh N64. my god, that is a fantastic game. And this one guy that was into wrestling that I sat by was always like in in like my lit class is like you should play the game, man. You should play the game, and I'm like. Maybe, yeah. And then, of course, because all my friends were into wrestling, I eventually played it. And I was like, this game's pretty fun. And then I'm like, dude, who's this Scott Hall guy? Like, <laughs> is, is, that, is that Razor Ramon? Like, you know, and, like I started asking questions because like, I saw a lot of guys I recognized, yeah. but they didn't have the same names. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I was totally like uninformed. And then all of a sudden I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. So then, like, I straight up was, like, watching wrestling then, like, in the closet for, like, a month. Like, <laughs> like. Because you didn't want to go to your friends and be like, yo. Yeah, like, so oh, I would turn yeah. it on. Like, I'd be hey, doing yo. my homework at home. <laughs> and I would, like, turn on, like, Monday night, you know. And I think yeah. I, I started watching. It was uh, 90. It would have been, yeah, it would have been, like, 98. Like, beginning of 98. Which okay. was, like, right after. Like, right, was, that yeah. was, like, NWO everything. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm sitting there watching it. And then, like, you know, my mom walks in the room. And I turn the channel. Like, I'm watching porn or something. You know? <laughs> like, freaking out. Like, just, just, just watching this, you know, this Lifetime movie, Mom. <laughs> and... So like I didn't yeah I didn't tell my friends for like a month or so I was just watching wrestling like like totally like closet wrestling fan and then I'm like I've been watching it it's like it's kind of cool and then like and then I was like and I'm like I'm one of those I'm a completist I'm I'm a me getting into things is like horrible and I think that's like part of the reason why like I don't get into certain things anymore I don't like I try to like limit what I get into because like I have to then I'm like I must know everything about it yeah and then mm-hmm. I have to like just engulf myself in it um, I'm like that in a way too I so, can be like that yeah yeah so now at this point like I feel like I can't devote time to something I just don't want to do it at all right um so I literally there was a Orland video in like uh like a you might know where it is like 159th and uh what is it uh, it's, it's, yeah, regardless, uh, it, it, it's just even a word. Here, <laughs> an old video word. rental store. Yeah, it was Orland Video. Okay. It was like a mom and pop video store, and right. they had every old like pay per view. Oh, almost like so. I mm. literally just went there and I chronologically was renting everything I could. That's and, like, awesome. And buying wrestling magazines, buying like the almanacs and stuff to like, and I just started like studying it, like paying attention to it. Like crazy. While then I then I started going to indie shows, you know, these LWF shows and like I and like my friends were like, This is crazy. Like like you know stuff about wrestling now that like we forgot, you know? Yeah, and like then yeah. I was watching everything and like studying up on it and like and then I somehow surpassed all my friends. Like, mm-hmm. you know, now now, you know, none of them are, you know, really none of them are in the business. And now I'm the one actually like that got into the business. That's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. So yeah, I kind of like reversed my whole like opinion of it and it became like a, like a centerpiece to my life where I can't even imagine like the last 15 years without wrestling and other people I've, you know, become friends with and everything. Like, yeah. It's yeah. It's kind of weird. That's great. So Yeah. That's, that's kind of the story of my, my, my wrestling. But then, yeah. And then like, I, I remember like when I got back into it, like obviously I was big in NWO and then, um, even when I was a kid too, I, I liked I liked Jake the Snake a lot. Um, okay, when you came back into it, uh, what, what was the, the wrestler that drew you in? Uh, well, obviously, or seeing just, Scott Hall like the NWO, but then um, I was really into Mick Foley. Okay, really? I I just uh, something about Mick Foley I thought was just so cool because he was just so different. And then 
I started looking at like the you know how he did all this stuff and the deathmatch stuff and just like he was just such a character. Like, yeah. More so than you know others, um, and I I, I want to say yeah Foley. Um, I really and then I got into ECW and I was really into Justin Credible. Okay. Okay. Was not mm-hmm. getting good press right now. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Um, um, it's funny because I stories about meeting him too (laughs) before um but yeah like i i just started like then yeah then i started like picking up like you know this guy's my favorite this guy you know but yeah i'd say those were like those were like the three that like i was like i really like got into like those three in particular you know scott hall foley and credible were like the ones that like i was really focused on okay good That's that's a good mix yeah that makes sense i I had one of those mom and pop video stores walking distance from the home I grew up in. I grew up in Berkeley, Illinois, which was a west suburb right next to Elmhurst. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that yes. area, but um, it was, it was, it, I don't, it had some generic name, but the guy who ran it, his name was Steve. So we just called it Steve's Video. <laughs> the, like, how mom and pop is that, right? Uh-huh. And like, he ran it with his wife. Like, it was a family thing. And, I I have a friend who will probably be the best man at my wedding one day if I ever get married. But um, and one of the stories that we always talk about is like how we used to grow up. He would come over, we would walk to that store, and we would just rent Royal Rumbles. We were just like we just like went through like the first one to whatever to maybe like ninety or like whatever how old we were at that time or whatever. Like we just chronologically, we just loved the Royal Rumble for some reason. And like it's still it's still probably my favorite match till this day of the year is the Royal Rumble because of all what makes it great. But yeah, I have that same like memory of just hammering. You, you like, you would take the little fuzzy sticker off of it and then go to the desk and then they would mm-hmm. give you the VHS. So. Yeah. It's a little tag. Yeah. The little tag. Yeah. It's a lot of good memories there. King so, of the ring. So underrated. Why'd it go away? Oh uh, yeah. Remember they did one. that really shitty so one like two years ago from king of the ring too yeah yeah like mm-hmm. you would build stars with that yeah. new stars with that that pay-per-view yeah, yeah for, mm. for me it was it was funny because i would uh i would go to the the i think it, i want to call it a hollywood video or a blockbuster or something that nearby. makes sense yeah they had a good mm. back catalog before they started like pushing it all out right mm-hmm. but so this was years ago right and i would go and try to rent them but some of them will be like either rated R or or the, like I was too young to rent them out myself, so they would make like they were like oh we need to call a parent I'm like oh but she don't speak English well you call her and you tell her you're gonna rent this, <laughs> and then so I would just call my mom like hey I'm gonna rent a video, she wouldn't even ask what she's like okay, <laughs> and that was a process you're every time. <laughs> That's like the worst. The, so that, that parents' permission, but it's like yeah that was their control. <laughs> like well then if she don't speak English you gotta call her then. Like okay, <laughs> that's funny. You gotta put it on yeah. speakerphone, even though yeah. they didn't have a speakerphone back then. Probably. Yeah, it was uh, like the one off the counter with the yeah. cord. And uh, that's great. Okay, All so uh, Andy, shameless plugs times. We've been talking for like what maybe. two hours now, maybe almost, almost. Uh, uh, but it's been a fantastic conversation, and this is we already talked about a lot about freelance underground. But if you want to say the date and everything again, uh, um, yeah. I'm gonna- and where people, <laughs> find you, up, where people yeah. can find you. Um, well, I have that Twitter, you know, thing. That yeah. Twitter What's thing? the handle? Twitter thing. Uh, I believe it's uh, at 2JuiceAndyLong. 2Juice? Number 2. Yeah, number 2. Number 2. Just like Sorry. two heels and a face. Yes. <laughs> two and a face. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, just hashtag 2Juice a lot. That's fun. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and then uh, there is the 
Freelance Underground page, uh, which now I got to look all this stuff up. Do you guys? Do you have a website? Um, we are working on redesigning the actual uh, okay. website, but uh, obviously, if you go to uh, Facebook, yeah. We are on there under... And we I know we've put together like some of upcoming shows, like some all your match cards and stuff on our site, too. So we'll continue to do that until, you know... Yeah, if you look up Freelance Underground, um, and then uh, I believe, let's see, our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube is at Freelance Underground. And then our Twitter is a little bit different. It is uh, Freelance U-N-D... R G D. That's tough. Okay. Well, we'll plug it <laughs> so, in in the description. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you follow notes. them so you can go um, to the. You'll find it. Yeah. Just yeah. Freelance Underground. Um, then also, I guess I can plug all the upcoming dates that I have, at least for like the month. But uh, yeah, that our next show, February fourth, Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. Sunday, two p.m. bell time, all ages. Uh, Thunder Rosa. Uh, yeah. Thunder Rosa will be there, and all of the like, all the freelance underground wrestling stars mm-hmm. will be there. You know, we Craig Mitchell will be Pat Monix. Pat Monix will be defending the belt. Craig nice. Mitchell will be defending the belt. Nice. GPA and Kylie Ray will. Oh be yeah, they're your tag chance. Mm-hmm. The uh, tag they're titles. Fun. They're a fun tag team. Um, you know, scramble action. All the you know. All what you call the call them? Uh, a GP Ray. GP Ray. GP Ray. I haven't heard that one yet. That's mm-hmm. a new one. GP Ray. Not um, my, not mine. I can't take credit for. It. I heard it yes, somewhere. At, at, okay. at Bader Brow Brewery. Um, and then the upcoming dates I have. Uh, I've got a little bit of a layoff um, right now because of the holidays. So my next appearance will be. Um, Friday, January twelfth, next freelance show. Okay. Okay. Uh, then the next that's, that's I come back into a chock full of wrestling weekend. Saturday, Saturday, uh, freelance obviously at Logan Square. Um, Saturday, January thirteenth, uh, Golly in Berwyn at the Eagles oh, Club. Okay. Sunday, January fourteenth, uh, Zello Pro at uh, Joe's on Weed. Yep. Mm-hmm. First ever women's champions being crowned there. Yes, Rizalto. yes. Tessa yeah. and Kylie Ray. Yep, yep. Uh, and then, let's see. Then I have a golly uh, date. Let's see. Sunday, uh, January 21st, which is uh, at the golly arena in uh, Villa Park. Villa Park, yeah. Okay. The, mm-hmm. the five-star swap mart. And then Kaiju Attack on... January 27th, which is a Saturday in Berwyn, Berwyn. at the mm-hmm. Wire, okay. which they will actually have Kaiju there this time. Okay. Uh, that's been the Kaiju, and it will destroy a city or something of the sort. I know they're working that out. Okay. And, yeah, and then that basically would bring me then to the uh, the next Bader, Super Bader Brawl show, um, so on the yep. 4th of February. Yep. So. Tons of great wrestling. And we got the man to count to ten, or to count to five, or to count to three, uh, ref- refereeing it all and keeping people in line, and hopefully not taking any more bumps that cause, you know, concussions. You to figure like out <laughs> or not figure out what's going on. But thank you so much for being a guest, Andy. Thank you for coming such a long way. 
uh, to Chris. And thanks for hosting, Chris. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, thank, thank you, guys. I, I appreciate it. You know, like I said, it's, it's kind of cool that you guys, you know, Wanted to bring on someone who's, you know, probably not the most sought after guest. <laughs> hey, so. Rav, we, as we learn, Revs yeah. play a vital role and people need to know. People yeah, need to know. I, I enjoy doing it. It's, you know, it's a fun time. Yeah. All yeah. right, Chris, take us home to the final the yeah. finale. Finally. You guys can uh, find us on Twitter at Two Heels and a Face. That's number two, Heels and a Face. You can find Charlie dir- directly on Twitter if you add him at Chuck underscore Colorado. Chuck underscore Colorado. He yep. goes from Charlie to Chuck. Charlie Chuck. And I and go so by Compadre Chris. Uh, you can visit our website, twoheelsinterface.com. Click on the upcoming Chicago wrestling shows to see what's up. Mm-hmm. And I know Charlie has been doing some uh, editing on the site, so you might see a few new things, maybe. A little bit. Yeah. We're going to have some, we're gonna have some mo- mo- hopefully some more unique stories in the all types of stuff tab. So, um, yeah, coming soon. Yeah, a lot of and some cool Diva Dirt interviews and articles coming. So uh, on DivaDirt.com, we are contributing to that website. So you're going to see those really soon. SoundCloud, iTunes, hashtag PushPaco. That's right. Push Paco. Thanks. One, two, three.